Hello, welcome to Too Early for Beer. I'm your host, Adam. Welcome to uh, Hey Arnold Hey. This is Corey Vaughn, and with me is Adam Samaha. And uh, today we're talking about a um, couple episodes of Hey Arnold. Uh, there's one called Arnold's Hat, and then the iconic Hey Arnold episode, Stoop Kid. Um, just a couple reminders you can definitely find the show on Hulu Plus. Um, otherwise, just, I guess, look it up, see if you can find it. Maybe on YouTube. Maybe, maybe YouTube if you're lucky. Um, yeah, uh, any, any more dreams, Adam? No, I had no hair on old dreams and I don't think I had any dreams at all since we last recorded, which is so depressing. Well, it's not like Arnold. Arnold has dreams in every episode. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> Never a shortage of dreams from Arnold. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about, uh, I, I think I mentioned it to you last, not last podcast, but last time we hung out that, uh, I kind of want to figure out like a good, a good subtitle for the name of the show so like i think you have a good subtitle yeah so the name of the show is hey arnold hey but i want to i want to have the subtitle be a bold kid podcast because gerald always calls calls arnold you're a bold kid bold kid arnold we're bold kids you and i that's true i don't know but just think about it we'll let it marinate let it marinate and bring it up again soon um what did you well okay so the first episode is arnold's hat am i forgetting anything no. Oh, yeah. There's an order to things. So you should probably watch the episode before oh, you listen yeah. to this. I yeah. don't know if you said that already. I probably did not, not know. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah. So definitely watch the episode and then listen to ours and then things will make. Yeah. You'll be able to li- yeah. take part in the conversation a little bit better, I think, rather than like yes. trying to remember from your like 12 year old brain. Yeah. Very what this true. show was. Um, yeah. So the first episode is Arnold's hat, um, which I I loved and I thought was a really interesting conversation on identity and other things. Um, what, what did what were your like gut gut feelings of the episode? My immediate reaction was I thought it was a bit of a so not empty episode but a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. But then when we watched it again and we chatted about it, I think that there was a lot more to the episode than I first had uh, had um, noticed. Yeah. Part of it was I just got off work when I watched it, so my brain is a little bit numb. Yeah, 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 a void of all things. So. Um, yeah, it was, I think there was one physical thing that I noticed very quickly the second time we watched it, which is that Arnold's hat is not a, an adult size baseball cap that he should be wearing. Yeah. He's been yeah. wearing the same hat since he was a little boy, which we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. why if you notice how small his hat is compared to the other kids that he's friends with. Yeah. Yeah. It's because he's never got a different hat. Yeah. Yeah. That's his hat. Um, I guess I can give a quick, uh, just a quick summary of the episode. Um, Starts out with Arnold, you know, getting ready for school or not school, getting ready for his day. And, uh, you know, he gets into the shower with his hat and he blow dries his hat and he like looks at himself in the mirror and it's like, look at that hat, man. He doesn't say that, but you can tell it, it, that's what he, that's the subtext. Um, and then uh, kind of paralleled with that is Helga uh, looking. Oh, no, no. Actually, first what happens is Arnold and Gerald go to try to fly a kite and they just can't do it. It's like not working. And Arnold 
takes some gum out of his mouth and puts it under a bench at the park. And then Helga shows up and takes the gum and takes it back to her home where she has this statue of Arnold um, made of gum, made of his used chewing gum, which, oh, I have so much to say about that, but it, we'll just say it's gross. Um, and she kind of realizes, oh, there's something missing. And it's Arnold's hat. I'm going to go get it. And so the rest, part of the episode, she's trying to find his hat, like steal it from him, basically, while Arnold and Gerald are trying to fly this kite. Arnold um, finally gets the kite to fly from some wind, and the wind blows away this baby-sized hat, and it gets into the hands of Helga. And um, then Arnold kind of faces this, to put it, uh, kind of basic, an identity crisis, um, because he's like, I am my hat. My hat is me. Um, And Gerald, you know, tries to encourage him. His grandpa tries to encourage him. Um, And finally, he kind of takes that step out without his hat and says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be like my own man without this hat. And in this whole time, Helga kind of realizes, oh, I was kind of a jerk for taking his hat. I'm going to give it back to him. And so through like a series of events where she has to like go through a dumpster and like, you know, basically like live in bird poop and trash, um, she finds the hat again and gives it to Arnold. Um, and so that's, that's it. It's an identity crisis with Arnold. And then it's also this conversation of like, Helga's love for Arnold and what what um what that means for her and how it kind of shifts in the episode too. Um so that's like a basic understanding of the plot. Um but we want to we want to dig into that and talk more about details. Um yeah, so that's that's kind of what happened. Any uh what w- I don't know if you want to so, start something. Yeah. So there is an emotional attachment to the hat that Arnold has right. that nobody really understands because he doesn't express that to anybody. Right. And um, there's this really good scene where, um, Arnold's grandpa explains like, Oh, I know how you feel. Like I've gone bald. I don't have any hair and I, you know, can never get used to it. And I tried to find all these different things and he puts a cat on his head to try to replace Ugh. his hair. And he's like, it never worked. But then you just get used to it and you realize that like, you are not the hat that you, there is more, you are more complex yeah. than the things you wear and you have more value than that. But I thought what was really interesting about that is because Arnold has never expressed to anybody that it was a gift from his parents and his parents are deceased at this point because he mm-hmm. lives with his grandparents. Um, and they uh, actually look like they're well-to-do because in the scene, they're wearing she, the mother's wearing a really nice dress and he's wearing like a suit and they're speaking very like... Mm-hmm. Oh, ah, yes, yeah. 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 So which explains all the cool crap he has in his apartment. Probably came from money from his parents. Um, mm. But is that that's like a common thing that people do is like if somebody loses somebody people oftentimes try to relate to that person and say, mm-hmm. oh, I remember when this happened to me and I felt a similar way. But it always mm-hmm. never hits. Mm-hmm. And it never hits because you don't truly know the complexity of the emotions that that person's having that you're speaking to. So everything you're saying sounds sort of stupid. Like it, yeah, this just yeah, happened yeah. to my, my girlfriend. And sorry, ladies, I know taken the sexy voice mm, is spoken mm-hmm. for yeah and you don't even know what adam looks like ladies yeah uh, how dare you maybe yeah. jewish yeah so um and i'll talk more about my appearance later in this episode actually oh really <laughs> yes, I oh really will. wow okay <laughs> wow uh, so um yeah she would go through this thing where she would you know like into these heart-to-heart conversations with people about losing her mother and 
people would always try to relate to her in that situation by bringing up these things that have happened in their lives, but it never works because the things are never as important as a mother. So like a friend of ours who will remain nameless, that will probably never listen to this, like lost his, his dog had cancer. Mm. So he brought up, I know how you feel because my dog you know, has uh, cancer and died as well. And in her mind, she's like screaming because they're so different. Mm-hmm. But you can't in the moment say like, you're a moron. These things are not the same. Right, not, right. It's right. not an equivalent. So um, I think that although Arnold's grandfather is means really well, there's like this disconnection, like disconnected moment where they're like talking past each other. And part of it is because Arnold doesn't want to, can't express how he truly mm. feels. Yeah, I think, and I think you even bringing up like, um, the death of his parents, like the, it's clear that for, you know, two thirds of the episode, you're like, why is this hat such a big deal? Like just get a new hat. Yeah. And then when it's revealed that his parents gave it to him when he was a very young child, mm-hmm. like a baby, he was a baby. Yeah. And, and to hear his parents say, Oh, here's our little man wearing a, wearing a hat. Look at that. He's perfect the way he is. There's this tie of like, we love you and we love you in this hat. And so by losing his parents, kind of his, that hat is like the last connection he has to his parents. And so by loot, and I think, and I just realized this as I was, as you were talking about it, that there's some sort of unspoken, it's an unspoken mourning of the loss of his parents when he loses that hat. Um, And, and, and him having that dream midway in the episode of, of his parents giving him that hat shows how tight this hat is to like the existence of his parents and he doesn't it's not explicit he doesn't explicitly say it reminds me of my parents but you see from that dream like no it's like really tied to the existence of his parents and that's the only excuse for a nine-year-old wearing a baby's hat is that yeah deep emotional thing there yeah well and i like i've been trying to figure out like what it can be connected to and i think there is like an element of like security blanket or comfort object how I know that like loosely it's connected to separating from the mother and like you might be given a thing like to kind of cope when, when you're, when, when a baby separates from his or her mother, that comfort object is going to help you cope when you're not with your mother. Yeah. It's like a blanket it's, or like, yeah, uh, a, like a teddy bear a, a or teddy something. Bear, yeah. And this is a but little, he wears it on his head. Exactly. He wears it at all times and him yeah. saying like, I, I'm not the same without it. It, and I think it is tied to um losing losing his parents because if he if the, if he lost his parents at a very young age that means he was still in the process of of separating from them uh, and and what a comfort object does is start that process but it doesn't finish the process and so by like losing his hat that's like probably the first time he's had to think about oh yeah like I am alone I am myself I am me um and there's there's like a ton to pull out from that but I think that's a that that's like the most concise way to talk about it is how is it connected to his parents and yeah. like losing his parents mm-hmm. and, and being separated. Um, yeah. The other thing I, well, yeah. Did you have more? This? Well, there on a lighter note, I'd still on the same topic is it looks like his hair, hair has grown that way because he's been wearing the hat for so long yeah, yeah. that it's like permanently, his head is permanently disfigured. Um, and when he's m- missing the hat, he has this weird space in between his yeah, head. And yeah. people keep telling him how weird he looks and he's first yeah, missing yeah. the hat. And uh, on a personal note, I wear eyeglasses. And when I take them off, numerous people have said, oh, no, 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 no. You need to put those back on. Can you take them off right now for me? I can, yeah. 
Wow, it it it's, really it really so, brings the face together. It the gla- you, see that's the whole. You look like a you look like a bean without it. You look like <laughs> you look yeah, like we're a, gonna stop this conversation. You <laughs> you look like a football head, but not sideways. You look like an oblo- like a football head where the points are at the top and bottom instead of left and right. Yes, I've been told many horrible things like that. Yeah. And so you're welcome. When so when. I've gone without them. People have said remarks like that, like they did to, to Arnold. And so when I'm watching that, that was what I was thinking about is that then not only does he have an emotional thing, I have no emotional connection to my glasses. Right. They right. help me see, yeah. which helps me a lot. <laughs> but um, they also like make me look super snazzy. Um, so when I take them off, I look Humble like a brag. regular dude. Yeah. You look so. like, yeah, you look like, you look like who you really are. Yeah. You are you. You're using it as a mask, Adam. I am. Yeah. But also yeah. let's think about glasses for a second. Sight, seeing, understanding, knowing. Without them, you don't know or see or understand. True. Yeah. I can thank all my glasses for all the wonderful things that have happened to me. Yeah, it's true. All the books I've read, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. movies I've seen. Yep. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I want to go back to Arnold too, because I think there's more, but let's jump to Helga really quick um, and her experience. Um, I think... What this episode does, there are two things. One is it's show with Helga specifically, there are two directions we could go. One is Helga is being presented as this young woman kind of experiencing life for the first time. You're, you're seeing this nine-year-old grow up. She kind of has the brain of like a 13-year-old, but like mm-hmm. she, she's like maturing and romantically. And the part that I think is the most uh, like at least... I know that like a lot of young people can relate with this is her making out with this gum head. It's like a, you know, it's a head of Arnold made Made of of gum gum that sticks to her face and she kisses it. Yeah. 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 She like is like making out with it by herself. Like what you do to like a balloon or like the mirror, right? Like the like stereo or like kissing your hand. Like it's, it's it's the first moment that she seems to be sexualized and she's seen as being actually kind of creepy, like stealing the gum and making the yeah. cushion out of gum of Arnold yeah. is is just really creepy. It's creepy, but it's also it's like it's like it's like a spring awakening. It's like a it's like a sexual awakening, not in a way that's like inappropriate or gross, but it's in a it's a very subtle example of it's like innocent sexuality. It's, it's innocence where like the mom knocks on the door and is like, "Helga, the door's locked. What's going on in there?" And and her response is nothing, mother, because she has <laughs> gum in her mouth, but. What that what what that signifies is I'm understanding my body for the first time. I'm understanding who I am as a young woman. Um, let me figure this out. I'll let you know when I need the help. And uh, you know, the idea is eventually, hopefully, Helga will Helga and her parents will approach each other and have that con- those conversations about I you know gender identity, sexuality, romance. And that's not I think I think she's too young to do that. But the fact is, she is like figuring out her body and figuring out who she is and there's a lot of shame tied to that, but there's also like a healthiness too. like nothing mother. Let me like, well, yeah, she's, she's going through, she's going through this exploration, but she's doing it in like a solitary way mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. hiding it away. And in some ways Arnold is doing the same thing, like where he's having that like experience yeah, trauma again, definitely. but he's doing it alone. So in, in the same episode you have Helga, yeah, having this sort of awakening, like a female awakening, mm-hmm. and but she's doing it alone, and then Arnold is having the traumatic sort of emotional thing, he's like going identity through awakening, own. yeah, yeah, or self self realization, yeah, and they're both dealing with it sort of in a mature fashion, but also like children, like when Arnold says, like I'm never coming out of the house again until I get my hat, yeah, which is like where he sounds like really sounds like a kid, 
mm-hmm. and and Helga just because the whole nature of what she's doing is like yeah it's like a rebirth or it's like a coming of age sort it's, of thing. It's a coming of age moment for her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and from a like a I guess like a loose feminist perspective too, I think what is happening to her is she she's hiding this away like this statue of Arnold that she's made out of gum is in her closet. It's hidden. It's, it's a locked door. You could even maybe think of it in like terms of the unconscious. Like what is she, what is she hiding away for other people not to see? And like when people see it, there's shame that immediately gets brought up. Um, when her mom, like when her mom, when she finds out that her mom has thrown away that stuff. Oh man. She like, she walks down to her mom, who's probably an alcoholic. Let's be honest. She's like making, making a, a smoothie. Uh, I don't know. She's making a um, Bloody Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Tabasco and yeah. celery getting stuffed in there. Yeah. yeah. Ignoring um, her daughter. Yeah. And which is like a hint for what's to come with Helga's family. There's a lot to unpack with her family. And this is like the first indication of, oh, Helga's home life isn't great. It's not great. That should be obvious when you see her interact with other humans, though, because that's- yeah, she has this like split personality of yeah. like thoughtful and wonderful and like mean, really yeah. mean. Um, but Helga asking her mom, Hey, did you notice anything in the, my closet? That's just not there for any reason. It's just like randomly put in there. That's, that's what we assume little bits of our unconscious are like, Oh, it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything, but she calls it junk. I think she calls it she, junk. So she views it negatively. Yeah. Yeah. That's and like outsiders would view it as junk. She thinks it's a treasure, but outsiders would view it as garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Like w- which, Neither of those are true. It's not a treasure because it's it's like normal. It's normal childhood development mm-hmm. to an extent. She's also, sort of, yeah, I also mean, it's, junk. But, but it's also not junk because it's normal childhood development. And I think like the negative aspect of that from a, you know, from a feminist perspective is that she's, she's, that's part of Helga's journey is like learning how to be vulnerable and open her heart up to others. Um, the negative aspect is like, that abject thing or that um, that hidden thing is what probably a lot of young people and specifically women face is like w- like when is it appropriate to be a romantic or sexual being um, and what does it mean to like put that away and hide it from others which is which which is interesting because you, you see I think a little bit in this episode that like children's sexuality is really repressed mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like, when is it okay? Okay. Societally for that to, you know, come to be. And it, then you realize that when it is, it's, it is sort of like much later in life. Yeah. So yeah. Re- in reality, like when would you go on your first date? You know what I mean? They're nine years old. She has to hold those feelings yeah, in for like for, six years or whatever. Yeah. Very, yeah. very long time before yeah. she can express them in a sort of like a socially acceptable fashion. Yeah. And, and to like, I want to throw out there, this is a children's show. And so I don't think that I want them to be more sexualized than they are because they're nine years old. Well, yeah, um, of course. And I think that par- it's, it's a subtle enough conversation where it's, it's less about sexuality and more about like what secrets do to a person and what, um, like what the inner life of a person is mm. like in a, in a way her closet is her inner life that she's not showing anybody. And when her mother breaks in and and takes that stuff away without asking, that's like a very, if the closet represents Helga's inner, inner sanctum, right. Mm -hmm. Then that's a very, not just vulnerable, but a violent, aggressive thing um, that obviously the mother didn't mean to do, but there's still like a, an act of your inner life doesn't matter to me. I'm going to throw it away. Yeah. And I, and not really recognizing it for what it is. 
Right, right. Like, oh yeah, I did see that junk. Instead of saying, yeah, I saw that it was like, why wouldn't a mother say, I saw that there was a statue of a young boy there uh, made of gum. That's weird. You want to go to a therapist? Like that's what the mother should have done. But instead she saw it as junk and threw it away. Or like, let's talk this out. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, What made you do that? What made you do that? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I don't know that that's like a lot of the stuff I thought was how much shame is tied to Helga's experience of loving Arnold. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's even like mirrored in her, like hanging out in a dumpster or her like pretending to be a gargoyle or being pooped on by birds. These are all things that like represent shame and um, like, again, junk, like, like is this Helga view herself as junk? Like, no kid has ran through trash yet, you know? But in there's a scene where she gets out of the, the um, like, dump, and she has Arnold's hat, and they run into each other, and it was a moment where she could have, like, been really real with him and, yeah, like, been yeah. at least sweet, and she he is really, really happy to have his hat back. Yeah, truly grateful. Truly happy. Yeah, truly grateful. But she is not allowed to reciprocate that because she's created this, like... Um, this, this way of being that is so negative and so angry that she has to act in that way, even though she doesn't want to. And I think later on when we talk about the stupid kid, there's like a thing like that too, where you have this identity that you've created partially for your own doing, but partially because of your circumstance. Uh, and it doesn't yeah. really, you, you don't allow yourself and the outside doesn't allow them, yourself to sort of ever change that and really step mm. outside of that without like making a leap of faith. Yeah. There's like clearly like some, fear on all yeah, sides. some fear fear and she's fear on both sides fear like of hiding and fear of like being vulnerable too Mm -hmm. um there's all sorry i was like bringing my thoughts back to arnold because there's some stuff also about identity that he's experiencing um that i mentioned uh, i kind of like hinted at but his he's in this like infantile stage a little bit where he's realizing who he is, that he is separate from his hat, right? Like he's separating himself from his hat. Uh, the two parts that are interesting are him, like but the, the two times he looks into the mirror, the first is with, with the hat. And he's like, I recognize that guy, that good looking dude is me mm-hmm. and I'm wearing a hat. And then towards the end of the episode, after he talks to his grandpa, he's looking in the mirror again, and this time he doesn't recognize what's in the mirror. Mm-hmm. He he like keeps turning his head like a like an owl back and yeah, forth. Yeah, because right? a stranger looking back at him. Yeah, the uh, like he's looking at the other. Yeah, which is heartbreaking because the viewer knows that's not the other. That's actually yeah, him. him. Yeah. But but he different statements he said like I just I need my hat. It's me. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's less of himself because he doesn't have his hat. That's what he thinks. And mm-hmm. so when he looks in the mirror, there. There's like a theory called the uncanny. It's like a feminist theory or Freudian theory, but basically it's the idea of like looking at yourself from a new perspective and not recognizing what's there. And it's a, it's a moment that like babies go through and that's the healthy part. When babies go through it, that's healthy because you don't realize it's you. But when adults go through it, it's like really unhealthy. Yeah. And he's kind of like, he's going through that experience way late, like way too late. He shouldn't be looking in a mirror, not knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. It's weird. That's a weird moment. We both went to speak at the same time and then stopped. And then you brought up Freud. I was going to go such a different direction, which oh, is, please. is, is way not as good as talking about Freud. I was thinking, what would this look like nowadays? Like you wouldn't have to build a shrine for anybody because you'd be spending all of your time, like stalking them on Facebook or Twitter or on social media. 
So there is no possibility of a parent finding a shrine unless you're like clipping out pictures and like putting them in some on your wall That's or something so like true. that. Because Whoa. everything's digital now. Whoa. So this would never even happen. You like and now this extends way beyond a nine year old where everybody stalks everybody on Facebook. So you're looking at ex boyfriends, ex girlfriends, like and so Facebook is our this. closet. It is. And it's like partially public, which is even weirder. It's like we want some garbage to be shown to the world, but then there's all this really weird secret garbage that we don't want anybody to know. And if we did, like if they could find our keystrokes and find out every profile we went to, it yeah, would destroy yeah. everybody. Well, yeah, there's a like not a not a foretelling of what will happen, but her like I guess a a, a young person's awakening, like um self-awakening or like understanding of body is different now than it was then. Like, I guess it makes sense that she was making out with a, like a head made out of gum. I mean, it's weird. It's like also very unhealthy, <laughs> but like, well, that's, it's not unhealthy. It's like exploratory. Yeah. Exploratory, I, think, I guess. Yeah. I think a nine year old probably is figuring more stuff out on the internet though. Than Nowadays. Unfortunately, yeah. There's yeah, nothing to figure like out because crazy, it's all there. Yeah. It's a crazy disconnect from reality. It's one thing for like us to like, be on the internet because we have like an experience of not having phones. Mm -hmm. But like I'm thinking of my, like I have relatives who are really young that like are there grew up on the internet. They grew there. So their experience of like, like a stalking people, but B just like figuring out the world is way different than even like someone as young as us. We're not like, we grew up with computers, but it was a different experience. Yeah. We grew up when you could have like a life outside of the computer. And then we were slowly, our lives were like running parallel and growing with the computer and technology in that way. But you could like go outside and have a good yeah, time and not yeah. really think about the computer. Yeah, I never thought about it until I was twenty three. Now, now it's like I can't help but pull out. My yeah, phone. like it's you, like normal. It's you put your cool bright eyes lyrics on your away message on AM, yeah, and then you just yeah. go out the door and you're living your life, baby. Yep, yep. Nothing can stop us. Um, we probably sh- uh, is there anything else? I want to talk about stupid kids. Is there anything else you're thinking of with this? No, we really... We nailed it, dude. Yeah, we, <laughs> there's nothing else about this episode. No, okay, so Stoop Kid. This is an iconic episode. It's a very important Arnold, hey Arnold episode. This is what a lot of people I know who haven't watched the show in a while, they remember this episode. Uh, do you want to give like a quick synopsis? Do you think you can yeah. handle that? Or? Yeah, so Stoop Kid... Can you handle it? I, well, I can handle it. So I remembered the phrase, Stoop Kid never leaves a stoop, but I didn't have any visual to attach that in my brain. So I, I knew that, could recall that very quickly, but then when I watched the episode, I realized I didn't remember anything I was watching. Oh, cool. Then but, it's good that you're going to give the summary then. Good. Oh, good. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've watched it at least once since we, we started doing this. <laughs> so um, Stoop Kid episode is essentially that there is this kid, uh, Harold, or, oh, never mind. Uh, there's <laughs> really good. Yeah. And that's the episode. <laughs> good night. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. I just lost all of my words. Okay, starting again now. So there's this kid <laughs> who grows up on this stoop, and he sort of is like a um, it's like a local legend about yeah. where urban he came myth. to be an urban myth. Yes, and all of the kids kind of know in the back of their mind that this stoop kid exists, um, and it becomes confronted or part of their reality because they're playing football and the ball lands on the on on the guy's stoop, and nobody wants to go. For those of you who didn't grow up in the city, a stoop is a porch. Yeah. Or like a stairway. Which everyone to a should experience it sometime because having beers on a porch is one of the best. Well, a stoop specifically. A, a stoop, stoop is yeah. like a. It's like a, a more urban kind of porch. porch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's still it's a porch basically. Yeah. Okay, so the ball lands on on the stoop. Nobody wants to go get it, and 
Arnold thinks that he can go get it, and he realizes that the way that they're going to be able to get the ball is that the stoop kid never leaves the stoop. So if they grab the ball and run away, if they can clear the stoop, they're safe. And once this happens, they realize that the stoop kid really never does. Like they were, it's not that he doesn't leave the stoop. It's that he's afraid to leave the stoop. He's afraid to leave the stoop. Yeah, so they were actually right. The kids were right, but they didn't know there was fear involved. Mm. And then... So, of course, Arnold being the fixer that he is, he realizes that the kid is afraid of the world. So he goes up to the stoop kid and he starts talking to him about, like, I'll help you get off the stoop. And so he, in these really these little ways, starts to walk him down the stairs, showing him, you know, it's easy using, like, a bowl of ice cream as, like, the carrot, you know, for a horse. And <laughs> so... Once they get the kid off the stoop, they realize he realizes like there's a whole world out there. And Arnold is showing him pictures from the library of like different stoops all around the yeah, world, yeah. which is really like Aztec ruins yeah, and like yeah, yeah. famous city squares and stuff yeah. like that. And um, so the kid gets the courage to leave the stoop and he does successfully. And Arnold says something like, now that you've left the stoop, you have the whole world. Like, what are you going to do? And the kid goes... I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm the stoop kid. And now I can terrorize people from my stoop and off of my stoop. So there's this like moment where he realizes that he has the whole world at his fingertips, but he has become so like intertwined with his identity of being the stoop kid that he becomes like Arnold was earlier, like a stranger to himself. Mm. So once he steps off those stairs, he's a nobody. Mm, and he mm. realizes that that's terrifying. So it's like a new kind of fear that he's like inherited. But he also realizes I, I could leave my stoop. I'm not going to. Yes, that's he has the, the option now, and that's he's his like thesis that he has decided to live his life by now. Yeah, is so before he was like governed by like fear, like fear. I can't leave my stoop. Yeah, and now he's and at the end he says oh, I, I, I could. Yeah, yeah and. Like the basic, the e- the quick read, which I think you even like took it a step deeper, like with that like final bit, which I think is definitely there. I think the quick read is, um, Stoop Kid is run by fear and Arnold comes to say, don't be afraid. That's like the basic like premise is Stoop Kid is afraid to leave his stoop and Arnold comes to help him leave his stoop. Yeah. And, and if that's like already, that's like a, profoundly deep like conversation to have. And then when you throw in all these other layers of identity, agoraphobia, agoraphobia. Yeah. Like, and of, and of abuse and neglect and of legend and, and myth. Um, this is a, this is a one-off episode that doesn't have much to do with like Arnold's experience, but it has to do with the nature of the show, which is, um, looking at the fringes of people and understanding why they are the way they are. And helping them move forward. It's yeah. a really beautiful story, even though it kind of ends like a little bit bittersweet. Yeah. Um, it's, a be- it's a beautiful story. Yeah. And it touches on like, I think, things of, of human nature. Mm-hmm. And there's like a um, man in the state of nature. There's like an element at the beginning of the story where there's like a fruit on the tree. Mm-hmm. And at first he has like easy access to this fruit and he's loving the porch. But then as time goes on, the tree starts to wither and yeah. no longer bears yep. fruit. And he becomes very cynical and angry. And, and that's part of, uh, Gerald is telling this like legend yeah. of the stoop kid. And like the myth is he, like he grew up on the stoop, he loved it, but then eventually bitterness took over. And yeah. the, the way that they visualize it is a, is a tree dying, mm-hmm. which is loaded. It's lo- That's a loaded image. Yeah. Um, so he goes from eating fresh fruit off the tree to now he's eating cans of beans or soup, watching right, TV, right. cackling on the, on the stoop. And um, it's, he has this very narrow worldview where he's just tormenting the people that walk by 
Mm-hmm. And you, there's this really sad scene where he's like reading a children's book mm-hmm. and you can you realize that like, he's not very literate. He can barely read. Yeah. And um, that obviously probably informs his worldview as being like yeah. dangerous, scary, the mm-hmm. enemy. And he it's his job to sort of like fight off the rest of the world from his stoop. He 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 leans into. So if the legend is he's a monster, that's the legend, really like. It, you know, it starts out a little bit like gracious, like, oh, he was neglected and left alone to, and like abused. And now he's a monster. That's the legend that's been mm-hmm. like produced in this in this neighborhood. And he leans into that yeah, by being a monster. He plays it up. And that's. And it becomes the identity that he assumes and he cannot get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. It, Much like Helga. Helga has the same problem. Right. Right. Like she can see there's moments where she knows what it's like to be something else. But then she always reverts back to. Right. Her previous yeah. state. And I think if, if the, clo- if Helga's closet is a stand in for her soul a little bit, um, or like if the, the last episode we watched little pink book, if that, if that book represents her soul a little bit too, I think for stoop kid, the stoop, the stoop is him. The stoop is his heart. Mm-hmm. The stoop is his, um, maybe his unconscious, but I think it's more, it's a representation of him. And so he doesn't want to be vulnerable. I think it's a conversation of vulnerability too. Mm-hmm. He keeps telling people, don't touch my stoop, stay away from my stoop. Mm-hmm. What he's really saying isn't stay away from my stoop. He's saying, stay away from me. Yeah. And, and it might be, it's partly a, a, a defense mechanism because he doesn't want to be vulnerable, but I think there's also a, a valued statement as well. He's because there's a part where uh, Arnold's like, well, maybe I could help you get, get off your stoop, which maybe is a translate tr- translated. Maybe I could help you learn how to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And he, and the stoop kid says, no, it would be a waste of time. He's saying about himself. He's too far gone. I'm too far gone. I'm not, not just far gone. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of, um, human attention. So I, I think both of these episodes actually do connect a little bit because Helga refuses to be vulnerable. She, she hides her soul in this closet, um, under the stairs or, you know, like, like any other kind of hidden narrative, um, she's hiding it away. Uh, and the stoop kid is scaring people away from himself. That's really what's happening. It's not, it's not just like a fear of like, I'm afraid of the world. It's, he's afraid of himself, I think too. Yeah. 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 And there's a little bit of the, like, not, I don't want to stretch it too much. There's a little bit of the like cave theory, like what is the world outside? And Arnold comes to like educate him on what else is out there too. Um, yeah, like, and I think there's bits of identity. Um, uh, what, what do you think about the way like legend is told? Like, I, I think there's more truth to that story than not, but do you think, yeah, do you think it's worth taking that story that Gerald told as like truth, or would you rather more say like it's just the identity that's been created for him? Well, it's what's been created for him. It's like a classic like uh, origin story. It's like there's this thing that exists, and it's like an idea more than it's like a tangible thing because no mm-hmm. one has interacted with it. Yeah, and so they've created that story, and even in that story, it's like an origin story where there's a few different ways he could have come to be, is the way that they describe the story. Like one of them is he rides from weeds. Yeah, the other one is that he was put there by aliens. So, and the third thing though, is that he was just left by his mother, which which is probably the most likely it's the most likely. And it's the, and it's equated with all these monstrous things growing from weeds, being Mm -hmm. left by aliens. It's, it's not like, like, well, maybe he was left by mother, but probably more gross thing. No, they're all like kind of seen as horrible, abusive, weird things. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I like that moment too. Like during that story where he, he starts out as a baby and a little boy. And then eventually in that, in that legend that Gerald's telling, um, he turns around and he's a monster. He's like, he's viewed in the community as a monster. And then he perpetuates that mm-hmm. view by being monstrous, by being monstrous. Um, there's also some stuff with, uh, like with that narrative that Gerald's telling about, I, to me, that story is really the legend of the neglected heart or the neglected person. Um, you could say that about any person who's dealing with trauma of neglect or abuse. It's, it's obviously symbolic because he's talking about like aliens and monsters and stuff, but you know, there are words like, um, uh, his, there's a phrase that says, you know, his anger grew as he, as he continued to be like alone, his anger grew something like that. And that's, that's like the narrative for any person who's been neglected or lonely or alienated. Yeah. Like your, your bitterness grows and kind of takes over. And that's again, the symbol of that withering tree. It once bore good fruit, joy and goodness and kindness, but eventually with enough bitterness, it withers away and no longer bears good fruit. Well, and I think that that ties sort of into how to, to how Helga is as well. Like she seems like in that small interaction you see with her parents, that there's a bit of neglect there, which is probably what has hardened her and made her so aggressive to the outside world as well. She seems to get along much better than Stoop Boy um, because she's not fixed to a certain location that she never leaves. <laughs> right. But right. she reigns terror right. everywhere she goes, which maybe makes her worse than stupid. Yeah. 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 That's true. She, she, she can always leave her stoop at any time yeah. and terrorize anybody. Um, tie this again to like attachment stuff. Um, Arnold feeling lost without his hat because his parents gave it to him. There's definitely something there with like, this is stoop kids home. This is all he knows. And he like his own, if he was really abandoned there or left by aliens or whatever, but if he was really abandoned there by his parents, the only safety he actually knows is that stoop. And so it makes sense that he would have this like extreme anxiety or agoraphobia, agoraphobia or is that what it's called? Agor- yeah. Agoraphobia. It's um, a weird word. I always want to say agoraphobia, but that is not what Yeah. It is that's at like all. fear of agriculture. Um, <laughs> or uh, fear of the aggressive. Yeah. Uh, which maybe is too. I don't know. Um, but they're similar in that, his understanding of home and family is tied to this like gross quarantined, like squatters life. That's his home. And so he doesn't know, like he can't possibly know what it means to live outside of that because that's, he's so attached to it from like early childhood trauma. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, were you thinking about anything else with this episode? There's, I I think, I think we pretty much, uh, did a good job unpacking. Yeah. It's, it's an important, it's an important episode because it, I, I, we, we talked about this off, off camera, this little behind the scenes. We were thinking about how this, this early, this first season, there's a lot of episodes where the first episode will be this like character development, uh, like narrative on, um, the community, uh, where it's like pushing the, pushing the narrative forward, um, but this particular episode and some others too, like Lockjaw, which we talked about last time. Or the second episode. Like the second episode is more of a standalone episode 
that's almost a parable on human nature. Yeah, there's much larger implications. It's more, yeah, wide-reaching than just sort of like a normal narrative or a normal. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying to tell a story about what it means to be human and what mm-hmm. it means to like exist, um, and they're using like Arnold and crew to help tell that story. But it's it's not. It's it's less about what's happening in Arnold's head than it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think that they like with Lockjaw and then with Stoop Kid, they're looking at outcasts. Yes, and they're kind yes. of like taking the power away of the myth of the power from the myth, which is like that. Whoa. Um, yeah. Both episodes have that, that myth that's been created for them. Yeah. And it's kind of like probing into that and showing the reality in that there's always pretty much, even with a turtle, like Lockjaw, there's always like a human story there. There's mm-hmm. like a humanity there that c- can be shown if yeah. given the right circumstances. And it doesn't always end up well, like stoop kid ends up back on a stoop. He's not like Lockjaw who ends up like, you know, turtling off into the sunset yeah, whatever yeah. swimming a, a turtle swims yeah yes. well and you could say that stoop kid didn't turtle either you know no he didn't turtle at all yeah. um the sweetest moment for me in this episode there's this like really vulnerable moment that uh, there are a lot of vulnerable moments in that stoop kid like is crying by himself on a stoop he's That's wailing like, he's wailing like a like, a, like a banshee yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. a sweet pig. um but the my favorite moment actually is you know the Whereas before the community made fun of him, stoop, kids afraid to leave, stoop, stoop. Yeah. It repeats that, you know, 10 times. When they find out that he's going to leave, they rally around him and they yeah. like show up. And the sweetest moment is, is the nerves that, he, that stoop kids fe- feels. He says, Arnold, I didn't know that there were going to be all these people here. Like there's the fear has shifted from like the re- the reality of the fear is there. I'm afraid of what other people are going to think about me. I'm afraid that I'm going to fail. Um, and Arnold's ability to like comfort him and encourage him and say, don't worry about that. Just concentrate on taking that next step. Hmm. There's some sweet vulnerability from, from stoop kid. And there's some really healthy encouragement from Arnold that says, don't worry about what the world thinks about you. Take your next step. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to tell you, you can do it and show you a sign that says, I think I can. Well, and that shows, I think also that everybody loves a freak show, which is why everyone was taunting yeah, yeah. Stoop kid at first, but then everybody also loves that feel good tra- sort of transformative moment Triumphant as well. Moment, so yeah. yeah. So even the people in the community, they, they want it all. They want to make fun of the freak and they want to like feel good about themselves and about the world as well. Oh yeah. And then Harold showing up being gone, like just a little signifier that he's been out of town having that like suitcase with stickers all over it. Like as if he's like been to Hawaii or something yeah. like, and then there's a the great animation is him taunting stoop kid walking away stoop kid jumping off the stoop and harold looking back and his face like realizing realizing oh, that no oh stoop kid could leave changed. Stu- yes, yeah. something is different i do not know the uncanny once again yeah. i do not recognize what i see um that like it even though it's like bittersweet it's also awesome it's a great great moment of like of um uh not identity, but like naming and being able to say, I can leave the stoop and watch me. I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. It's great. It's a good episode. Um, yeah. Any, any other, what are you thinking about this week? Just only Hey Arnold, Hey Arnold, right? Yeah. A lot of Hey Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a cool episode and it was cool to sort of look at the episode that I think probably most people would remember if they're thinking about Hey Arnold. Yeah. It's a standalone episode. Yeah. Cool. Well, time to wrap up. Um, we'll be back. 
uh, soon with another episode. Uh, I think next there's one called Sixth Grade Girls, and then um, Baseball. Baseball is one of my favorite episodes. It's another kind of standalone sweet episode about Arnold, you know, coming across some other human and like experiencing their story. Um, yeah, so please come back, check out Hulu Plus, and Harold. Hey All right, thank you so much. Thank you.